Good morning and welcome to the NBA Daily Ding. My name is Jared Weiss. I am joined again by Mo DeKeel. And Mo, let's talk about the teams that we're excited to watch at the NBA Summer League in Las Vegas. We're going to be out there in a few days and we get to see the future Detroit Pistons superstar. That's right. Say good to uh, Boyle. Hold on. Hold uh, on. Kate hold Cunningham on. will also be there. Hold on. Jade. Let's do this again. Jade, when he says we're going to Vegas, I need you to cue in the music. Viva Las Vegas! Hopefully Jade cue that in. So, okay. They got Cade. They got Sadiq Bey. They got Sekou Deboya. They got Luca Garza, uh, their recent draft pick. Killian Hayes. Saban Lee. Uh, Divida Servitas, who hopefully I pronounced his name right. I mean, there there are a lot of guys that are going to be core parts of their rotation over the next few years playing for them. I feel like we're basically watching the Pistons themselves play. Yeah, I mean, Jeremy Grant might as well just come from Japan and 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 just jump on in and play. I mean, that would be the Detroit Pistons uh, playing in, in, in general. But this is going to be a good look at seeing, you know, what Cade Cunningham can do on the court with these guys. This is going to be our first look at... Uh, and and you can't see this because we're doing a podcast, but I'm putting quotations. NBA games, um, <laughs> you know, it's it's summer league, so it's a little bit obviously very different. But it's our first look at him seeing how he's going to mesh with Killian Hayes. You know, what's what's it going to look like with Seiko Demboya? You know, it, it, Sadiq Bay is he going to continue to the progression that we're seeing? You know, it's this is actually kind of longer than we're used to in the space of when the season ends and when these guys are playing summer league, you know, um, it's, it's a little bit of a longer stretch. So we're going to see some development, you know, that we may not have seen right away, uh, in previous summer league. So I'm excited to watch some of these second year guys like Bay, uh, come back and see what they look like. Yeah. I mean, these guys haven't played a competitive game since with the Pistons, probably like February. Right. So it's been a while. <laughs> um, but I'm just so excited to see, how Hayes and Cunningham are next to each other because Hayes was someone I had right towards the top of my big board last year's draft. Obviously, Cade was number one in this year's draft. They're, they're kind of similar players in a lot of ways, and obviously, Cade is a slightly better version of what Killian Hayes is. And so I'm really curious, do you think that two generally on-ball point guards can play next to each other in today's NBA, and how much do you think the Pistons are going to try to prove that? No, I think they can, but it really depends on the guys, you know, and how they work and how they operate. It's, you know, Cade can, I think, do a little more work off the ball than Killian Hayes. I think there's some of that meshing in there. I think in the NBA, it is important to have multiple ball handlers on the court. You know, we see it in games, you know, with with like the Mavs and Luca, you know, when, when there isn't a secondary ball handler or secondary creator out there becomes a problem for teams, you know, when, when they're able to get slowed down. So I think it's going to be something interesting, whether it's these two can play together. I don't know. More has to be uh, looked at and examined. I mean, obviously we didn't get like a full look at Killian Hayes with the injury riddled rookie season that he had, but he showed flashes. He showed some you know, unbelievable passing vision and things like that. I'm just excited to watch him play, man. Okay, Cleveland has got Evan Mobley and Isaac Okoro out there together. Will anyone score any points against them? No. It, it, every game Cleveland plays, they will allow zero points. Um, no, uh, I, I'm excited. This is going to be a fun one again. You know, a lot of this, Jared, if you don't know, I'm not a huge college basketball guy. So I get the first really? look. Yeah, I can't stand it. Uh, my Who did Evan Mobley play for? Uh, oh, no, he played for my alma mater, USC. That's all <laughs> I know. Um, but the uh, uh, 
And the ultimate thing is I'm excited to get a first look at what these guys can do and, and, and how they'll be able to hold up, you know, and, and just sort of the beginning transitions of getting into the NBA. It'll, it'll be a fun one, man. Evan Mobley is going to be interesting. I'm excited. I wish we got, we, he wouldn't play, but I wish it was Jared Allen and him playing. Cause I, I, I just want to see what that kind of twin tower ish uh, front court looks like. You know, I was hoping that Darius Garland would be there since, you know, he'd be a third year guy, but I think he's a little too good probably. If he's already playing with Team USA, I think he's Yeah, no, he's ready too good. He's to too good at this point. And same yeah. same for Jared Allen, by the way. It was just me wishful thinking. I mean, he just signed a hundred million dollar contract. Do you think so, he's proven? So play. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, a team that I'm really intrigued by is the Chicago Bulls because they're bringing in a lot of guys that were in different spots last year, like Jalen Adams was in Milwaukee, Tyler Bay was Dallas. Uh, Jerome Robinson got cut by Washington. Uh, Omari Spellman has been kind of bouncing around. It'll be interesting to see if he can ever break back in. But the main guy to watch with them is Patrick Williams. And he was a shock player drafted at number four last season. They took him over some guys that most people had ahead on their boards. But Williams was just such a stud in the draft circuit that they took the gamble on him and we saw him out there last year and he is a very raw player but he is built like an absolute mammoth of a human being and as he starts to kind of figure out how to play in the NBA he could very quickly turn into an impact player and with the way that Chicago is going all out in free agency with all the guys they brought in they're they really are counting on him to be that big wing defender and impact player for them and we're going to get to see if he's kind of ready to take on that role I mean he's their only guy on the roster that I look at here, at least in those projected starting lineup that plays defense dependable exactly. that I can trust on. You can trust on. Well, I mean, Lonzo, but yeah, yeah Lonzo too. I, I, I actually literally had a brain fart and couldn't remember that Lonzo <laughs> was the, the other guy on that team, but that's it. And, and that's a lot of pressure to put on him. So it's going to be an important thing to watch for. I'm not even worried about his offense. What I'm going to be watching for is how he defends. And at this level with, you know, his second year in summer league, you know, I don't put too much stock in, in, in summer league for a lot of guys. I want to see him really lock guys up defensively for the Bulls. Speaking of big six eight guys, Scotty Barnes, Toronto Raptor, a guy that I've I've loved since he was a good sophomore in high school. He is he calls himself a point god. He's a, he's basically six eight, six nine, huge wingspan. He could play he could genuinely play all five positions. He's kind of as Close to we've had is a real five-position defender that we've seen come into the league in some time. This is our first glimpse at him. How do you think Toronto's going to deploy him? I think they're going to use him more as a wing. I don't know if he's really going to project to be a point guard. Um, but we'll get a first look at this. Like I'm sure they're going to use him in Summer League. And, and the, the best part about Summer League is this is an opportunity for teams to get creative with how they use guys you know, and, and, and give him a different role and let's see how they play out. So we, I think we're going to see him use, be used several different ways throughout all this while they're trying to figure out you know, what's, the be- what's best for him and best for their team moving forward. So um, I'm still surprised they didn't take Jalen Sucks. Sorry, I, I thought that was just a perfect plug-in let's go uh, type of situation, but we'll see. I, I could be really wrong. Well, they don't need him because not only do they have Fred Van Vliet, but they also managed to snag David Johnson out of Louisville, who is a player I really, really am intrigued by, more as a probably seventh or eighth man, but he is a big point guard who can get downhill and make plays, but he is an absolute monster on defense, and I'm really excited to see 
whether he's going to become a key role player for Toronto, who I think after Kyle Lowry departed, they're going to need that guy that could really drive the pressure on defense. I'm more excited about Anas Mahmoud from Egypt playing center for uh, Toronto. Let's go, Egyptians. Let's go. That's that's, <laughs> that's what I got. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, those are, those are all the teams that are really interesting. I I'll guess do, San Antonio. I'll throw oh, go ahead. I'll throw two teams your way that are that are interesting that we we're, we're kind of overlooking here. I think Orlando is going to be interesting because I really do want to watch Jalen Suggs up close. Get to see R.J. Hampton again. Get a little more burn, a little more run. Obviously for Franz Wagner. Uh, I think uh, uh, Wagner. Sorry, right? Did I say it right? Did I say it with the proper there German. Yeah, and Cole Anthony. They got three point guards there. He, yeah, I mean guys worth looking at. That I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic. But those. That's a team that's really interesting. And then I think we got to talk about the Golden State Warriors, man. You know, we got Kaminga and we got Moody. You know, I think you got to look and see what those guys are going to look like. We're getting a little bit of it in their the California Classic Summer League games. But I think, you know, getting to see them up close in Vegas is going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, I, I think those are two other teams that are really going to be interesting to keep an eye on. And they got Jordan Poole, future Warriors legend. I've seen enough Jordan of Jordan Poole, Poole man. Think so? I'm done. Okay. I, I, we know what he like. I'm not trying to take a shot. This isn't a shot at him. We know what he is. It's not like you know. I'm shocked he's playing summer league. I mean, I'm shocked that he was born in 1994. I didn't realize that him and and Mike Bullmolder are both that old. Stop it, because it makes that. me sound old. Feel old when you mention <laughs> their 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 dates. And if these if these uh, rosters can please remove the year these people were born, I would feel much better. <laughs> you know, Golden State. They also have a guy named Khalil Whitney who is a, you know, a wing with good length that can really get up in the air and play above the rim. He's a really interesting player. He was a pretty high recruit coming out of high school, or I guess going into a senior year of high school. He's kind of fallen off, and he's uh, obviously not really a top draft pick. But I do wonder if he's going to, now that he's finally in the NBA, is going to be able to crack that rotation. So it'll be interesting to see them. I mean, obviously trying to figure out how Jonathan Kaminga could fit into a team that's trying to win the championship in the next two years because their window's about to close. That is going to be really exciting. So is is there is there anything you're looking for, I guess, like basketball-wise in general at Summer League? I know that we have some rule changes coming with how players are allowed to draw fouls. We saw some interesting trends like last year. I think teams went a lot bigger than they had in the last couple of years. So I guess what are you looking for just general with the NBA? You know, I think the the stuff I look for most at Summer League is, in terms of the basketball stuff, is really the second and third year guys more so than the actual first year guys. You know, I think we put too much, sometimes we get too excited when a guy kills in his Summer League game debuts, and, and, you know, sometimes, you know, they don't turn out to be a great player, it doesn't translate to the, the regular season or whatnot. And sometimes it's the other way around, right? Guys get cooked in Summer League and we think they're terrible, and then, regular season rolls around and you're like, oh, okay, this guy's pretty good. So I try not to put too much stock into anything, really, Jared, even the referees. You know, these, are, these aren't these are even NBA refs. These are guys training to be officials in the in the G League and, the, and, and, and so on. So I don't put too much beyond that stuff. I just want to see what the, the guys who've been there, you know, a year earlier or, or, or going through it their second, third time see what they what they've kind of improved on and, and and what they've added to their game after seeing them once through the regular season well the only reason i'm going to vegas is just to boo the refs from the front row so 
We'll see you there. That's Mo Keel. I'm Jared Weiss. Make sure to check out the rest of our programming over at the Athletic NBA Podcast Network, where we have the Athletic NBA Show, House of Strauss, No Dunks, and of course, The Daily Ding. Mo, take us out of here. Ding, ding. <laughs>